Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. What's up, guys? Anybody who's, uh, who's joining here, I know we'll give it a, normally give it a couple minutes. Just doing our, uh, our our weekly AMA for anything that you guys may have. I know there's a lot going on uh, in the economy. I'm getting a ton of questions that I want to address some of that stuff today um, with you know an economic downturn, a recession. What are some of the things that we do in our contact center? It's a, it's an interesting time for sure. I just posted, you know, we're going to do a full video or I'm sorry, a full podcast on this next week when I get back from CCW, but I have a ton of thoughts of kind of what we do during recession mode. I know. And I, I just posted, you know, kind of my first thought there on a, on LinkedIn and, and did a video and on TikTok as well. But, you know, I think, you know, to hop right into this, you know, looking at the efficiencies of your contact center, while we're never going to just let quality go, right? But looking at the efficiencies of your contact center is, I think, it, it kind of, the spotlight turns on that, right? So, again, if you have budget for new software, you, know, you don't you don't want to lose that budget, then I would say looking at tools like WFM tools, you know, maybe some more self-service, looking at natural language processing in your IVR, all those things that could make your contact center more efficient and, and maybe a little bit more than, than kind of the analytics tool that I, that I love. Right. And I'm probably going to take off a lot of people who've done, done some podcasts and things with, with me in the past, but you know, again, I, I think some of those tools might be able to help as well, but that's kind of what we do. We make sure that, you know, everything is absolutely benchmarked. We're looking for, to see if there's any type of, of, of stragglers with, with handle time, right? Is there anything that, that, you know, we can, we can eke out, you know, those, those two or three more calls per interval, you know, those types of things that maybe we can, we don't need that, that extra headcount. You know, WFM and forecasting takes a huge, huge importance in, in what we're doing. So, you know, I, I have a lot of thoughts on that and, and some of the things that, you know, you can do from an efficiency standpoint. I know I focus so much more on the, probably on the quality side, right? But, um, I think that, you know, we need to really start to look at this because I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, normally in my business, being an outsourcer, it's a it's a huge time of year, right? Outsourcing kind of pluses up and our business normally goes up during economic downturns. Now, depending, right? We, uh, you know, if, if there's a financial crisis and you're working for all banks, like I did in the past, that's not great. But if you're pretty diversified and you're you, you can handle different types of channels as an outsourcer, you know, it, it can be a, a time where you can help a lot of companies, you know, kind of going through that where, you know, you're probably more efficient. You already have the people. You can kind of get some of their headcount off their books um, from a W-2 standpoint. And I think it can be, you know, that can be a win-win as there as well. I got my buddy here, Bill, 
who just wants to know kind of what goes on a call center week. Bill, for me, it's uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing some speaking. I'm going to be having a ton of meet and greets with some people. Kind of excited, you know, to kind of get back out again. The headliners I normally don't see. I don't even know who they are. They're normally non-contact center people. Um, I think it's like Jason Alexander, like the old Seinfeld dude, right? Aaron Andrews. <laughs> I think I saw Aaron Andrews. I think she's one of the keynotes. But I'm I'm kind of there more to shake hands and see if I can add value to people, see if uh, I can get more people to listen to the podcast, uh, you know, just try to get my Rolodex or I guess my, maybe my LinkedIn uh, followers and connections, get them uh, get them going a little bit more as well. So um, I'll be out there Sunday night for anybody who's there. I know I have a already dinner booked Sunday night, but I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, flying back kind of early Wednesday. So I'm not out there a ton of days, but you know, I think enough to see everybody be able to walk the floor, say hi, do a bunch of videos. Love to get as many of you guys that are going to go onto the podcast. You know, I'll do a couple episodes out there um, with anybody who wants to do one, especially, you know, maybe focused on on the economic downturn, what you guys are starting to see and, and, and try to get everybody here that's a listener, the I guess the kind of the voice of the industry to see. You know, where things are going, what people are doing, what technology people are starting to buy now. Is there a change? You know, be able to bring that hopefully back to you guys as kind of a voice to, to try to help as many of you guys as I can. But yeah, so that's kind of my uh that's my next couple of days. This this could be interesting here too. Is I'm home. I hate working from home, but I am uh I'm home today. Uh my wife had a girls trip. Uh she should be home any minute. So this could this could be a quick AMA if she comes bursting through the door. Um she said she'd be home at two. So I <laughs> we got a little bit of time. Um trying to get the kids quiet or at least through this. They might pop in and say hi as well. But yeah, so that's kind of where uh that's kind of where we're at with with I think some of the some of the things that are going on from from an economy standpoint. Um if you guys did not or if you didn't get a chance, the last podcast episode I think was awesome with uh, Ashish Nagar from uh, Level AI. And I know that they're going to be out at, at CCW as well, but we get deep into AI. And, you know, everybody asks the questions like, where's AI going to be in 10 years? When's the call center going away? And, and I, I think that those are easy questions. So I try to make them a little bit more relevant, right? And, and we talk about where, where AI is going to be the next 12 to 24 months, right? Up to the next three years. Like what are some things that we're actually going to really see coming coming into play in the next you know, in the next year, which is kind of everybody's next budget cycle, right? As you're trying to buy um, new technology. Um, talk about, you know, the get really nerdy and go behind the scenes of, of what speech analytics is, right? How does that actually work? How are we collecting data? Talking about agent assist and how real-time transcription works, how they're doing a little bit differently. Uh, so, you know, we've had some amazing, you know, Balto is an amazing company. Level AI is an amazing company that we've had on. Um, as we focus on the AI aspect of, of, cause I think that's where, what you guys are really interested in. So again, I'm, I'm turning more towards your way. You know, I'm kind of an AI skeptic. I just think it's over. The term is overused as you guys have, have heard me talk about a ton, but I'm starting to really see some of the, the impact of it. And I think when you dig and you kind of pull the, uh, pull the curtain back, some of the technology and what they're doing and the the impact that it's having in, in so many different aspects of the contact center is, is becoming really cool. Babel force. I have not heard of Babel force. There's a question. Have I heard of Babel force? 
I could think that that would be some type of analytic tool, right? Right, Babel? All right, here's a question from, from Joseph. Let's pop this in here. Put my, <laughs> my head up here. Uh, I've been reading your advice from Call Geek ebook. I'm marinating on the proficiency pay and the, how to incent your, incent your associate section. Some of the criteria such as attendance, KPIs, but other criteria mentioned are quite subjective. Attitude, mood. Have you had any pushback or challenges connecting subjective criteria directly? Okay, I love this question. I'm going to hide you here so that I can talk. But good question. So, and maybe I didn't explain it well in the book. And, and this could be more late breaking than than I need to to re up or update that book. So, in our contact center, right, attitude and effort, right. So when we talk about mood, we talk about kind of your personality, right. Those are subjective, but with our analytics tool, we've been able to make them very objective, right. So. For our customer service agents, right, we know what their sentiment scores are, right? So sentiment is basically a way that we can tell how your attitude is on the phone, your word choice, um, even, even to an, a certain extent, your tone, right? So we are now using that tool, right, to take away the subjectivity. And, and I, I've talked about it a lot too. Like we struggled with that, right? Because initially you, you have attitude and effort, but how do you, how do you incent effort? You can kind of incent, right? How do you how do you incent attitude? And with the analytics tools that we have had, and we've really drilled down into them, that's how we've kind of come up with that, especially for our customer service clients and, and customer service agents. That's the really cool part of that tool for us is that we can actually pay our reps, right, to be nice, right? And before you could say that, and you could be like, well, they, their QA scores are here or there. Yeah, and, and I think that that has a big part of it. But to say take 100% of the calls that an agent did for the day and basically be scoring them, right, and then scoring them and taking the subjectivity out of it. And I guarantee you when I show the reps, they know who the, the nice people are, right, the nice reps, and they know who maybe the hardcore, more, maybe more salespeople are, right? And it definitely correlates, right, to show where they are on, on that analytic or on that, that attitude kind of scale. Sometimes, right? It, it, it's it's better to have that kind of salesy person, right? But still, we have that benchmark depending on what client, right? So we take that subjectivity out of it, and we're working on their kind of their their efficiency aspect, showing up to work, um, making sure that they're hitting their KPIs, right? All that stuff that their QA, and then we're also doing: Are they being nice? Are they having a great attitude? Are they using a good word choice, right? And that's where our analytics comes into play. So awesome question. That's other than. You know, being able to get key specific keyword data, right, for our clients, right, to say, hey, 22% of your customers used the phrase too expensive yesterday. That's that's super powerful. But internally, right, for us to be able to now pay to be nice, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, And it's just it constantly gets getting better and better and better. So, Joe, I appreciate that question, man. I think that that's hopefully I answered that. And that's one of the really reasons um, that that I, I like it. And then, no, I will. So Babel Force here, just uh, uh, yeah, I'll take a look. You know, I'll take a look. Um, you know, there's a, I don't really want to, you know, kind of talk about a specific product here. So again, I'll, I'll take a peek at, at that as, as, you know, some of the stuff that, that we're, that we look at and, and maybe talk about it. So again, appreciate the, the heads up on a, on a new piece of technology, but yeah, again, that's the uh, – I'm glad we have analytics already kind of 
in play, right? Because I, do, I don't think, you know, we'd be, we'd be looking at that right now. Um, you know, if, if we didn't have it right. So, you know, I think that that's a huge, has he had, has had a huge impact on um, not only, you know, the type of culture that we have, but also just on the bottom line for our clients to know that I can give them a score that we're being, that, that shows that we're being nice to their customers, which, you know, 10 years ago you couldn't do other than, you know, the, the four or five calls that you monitor per rep per week kind of thing. Interesting. So, yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of my take on that. I think too, you know, next week I, I'm going to really dig deep into this, uh, into this kind of recession. I mean, the, the questions that I've been getting, you know, on LinkedIn are just so centered around it. Um, that I, I really want to, you know, kind of dig deep and try to help as, as much as we possibly can. And then Joe just said, Hey, thanks. You know, we're looking at analytics now. Yeah, man. Hey, let me know. I mean, just even if you're whatever tool you're looking at, um, you know, we've, we've really demoed a lot of them, um, you know, just depending on, on what, you know, telephony platform you have. And, you know, there's so many really, really good ones. I mean, I'm not going to name any names here on this, but it's, it's a really cool way to, I think, totally change your culture. Um, when the reps know, right, rep, reps, you know, if you give them goals, they're going to try to shoot for that goal. You know, when you change the thought process of it, I think it, it can really, you know, change and, and enhance your contact center. But anyway, getting back to kind of what I was saying, full podcast next week, we're really going to dig deep into this. Um, I might even bring some people on that I find at CCW. I've had a couple conversations with some people down there um, on on kind of some of the aspects. I don't want to just give you my kind of take and you know, maybe I can try to get somebody who has a 20 seat center, somebody who has a 2000 seat center, um, and then kind of me in the middle, um, and kind of have maybe a little panel discussion that I will try to do down there, um, with, you know, what are some of the things that, that everybody's doing to kind of just prepare? Hopefully it doesn't come, but you know, if it does, you know, what, what, what can we do? So, yeah, again, if you guys have any questions, you know, just throw them in the comment section. If you want to come on live and you want to have a discussion with me, let me know. I'll send you a link. Uh, right now, we can just do a one-on-one quick uh, video chat if that's what you want to do. I'm going to – I just kind of <laughs> figured that out uh, probably about two hours ago. I guess I always knew about it, but I kind of was playing a little bit around with it after um, uh, James Dodkins came on um, and, and we did a kind of an AMA together. But I guess I can send that to anybody. Be honest, I could just even put it in the comments and you guys could just hop on. Um, so but I think next week maybe we'll we'll do that a little bit more, especially when I'm back from CCW. Last time I was out there, I kind of did a podcast on my thoughts on it. So if you're not going, you know, we'll do I'll do kind of like a mini pod, um, kind of give you my overall impression, where I'm seeing the industry going, what are the type of companies. I mean, last time it was really AI driven. I'm sure that that's going to uh I'm sure that's gonna, you know, have a uh, yeah, I was going to have a, another big showing there too as well. I got this. What is the most important feature I look for in a contact center solution? I mean, that's really hard to to say. So when we consult or when I consult on the technology side, really the scope. But I mean, if you're talking, you got to be able to block and tackle, right? So the number one thing is what are your features that that I'm getting? So you, you better have full omni-channel, right? So voice, um, chat, email, um, and all of that needs to be kind of tied in, right? That that needs to be just not slapped on. Um, your uptime is everything, right? So that's a huge differentiator whenever anyone is buying any type of contact center solution. You know, the uptime of some of the legacy 
Um, cloud solutions seem to be a little bit better, although there's a lot of really good smaller organizations as well. That's a huge piece of it. The service model is a huge piece of, of what is going on with this as well. Um, price is a huge you know, differentiator as well. So again, I'm not saying anything that is mind blowing. Um, I like things that are native to the platform, right? So the more native things you have, WFM, workforce man, uh, workforce management, speech analytics, um, any type of other tools that I can just get that are native, I think is makes me feel better than slapping things on. Now, there's some companies that are just so good that they're never going to, that the the native suite might not be good in that analytic, right? I I get that. I still like to have a company with a robust bullpen of tools, right? That I can go to and I don't need to go vet a bunch of other companies. I like to do that all at at once. That's a a big differentiator for me as well. Um, But, you know, if if you could be the, have the greatest tools ever. And if you're not up, if you're up 90% of the time, and I'm down all the time and I got issues and I can't get a hold of anybody. That's a, that's a huge, huge piece of this. So again, I don't think that's probably anything that I'm saying that nobody already knows. And I don't think, you know, there's, there's really nothing there that's, that's too mind blowing, but um, you know, just like so many startups, you know, they don't think about the service model, right? They think about the, 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 the tool and the service model comes second, right? Where, they're not being kind of built in, in uniform and, or in unison. And I think, you know, that's a huge piece of, because no matter what, a cloud contact center is a SaaS product, right? It's a SaaS company, right? And unfortunately, even though they're in the, the CX space, they sometimes forget about that too. And that gets built out second, or it's just not funded as well as, as, the, as the other stuff. You know, the other thing is too, is, is how are the releases done, right? I've seen so many headaches from so many different organizations that do a poor job with bugs on new releases that it handicaps people, right? It's a huge piece of, of the pie. So again, from a consulting side, if anyone is ever looking for anything, go find a broker. I would help you. There's a ton of good ones out there. Go find a consultant. I guess nobody likes the word broker anymore, right? Um, but anyway, a broker, a consultant that can that can take you through a bunch of the things that I just said, so that you know what you don't know and you can ask the right questions because just saying, Hey, this is what we need. This is what we need. You know, really isn't really isn't what you need. And then the last thing I'm going to say on this and then I'm going to move on is I have found with every single one in, in all the software providers, you know, they hate when I say this, but negotiate everything. That first price is terrible. It's ridiculous. It's stupid, right? The first, the first, the first price that they give you from a implementation standpoint, the first price that they gave you on a per seat, right? Negotiate it. They will negotiate and they will work with you on it. They know that that first, that first price is, is silly, but so many people don't do that or they don't know what the prices really should be. Um, again, that's why the consultants really work because they know what the numbers should be. They're working on your behalf and you're really not even paying them, right? They're getting it all on the back end. So I don't know. That was a long rambling answer, but I, you know, I have a lot of feelings on, on that and everybody's different, right? So the what a 500 seat center that's working on financial services need from an integration and a setup standpoint is going to be different than what a 25 seat center that does mostly outbound needs, right? So it's it's kind of hard to to kind of pick and choose that, but I know hopefully that gives a little bit of insight into it. Thank you for the question. So as as we're kind of getting through this, if anybody is, I'll just kind of say this again as as people kind of are funneling in and coming and going here is. I will be at, at call center week at CCW in Vegas, leaving uh, Sunday 
So if anybody wants to meet up on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday, I'm out of there on Wednesday. I got to get back to the office uh, for a client visit on Thursday. So I didn't, I didn't want to risk it. Uh, but I, you know, at least we'll be out there. If you see me on the, on the floor, you know, make sure that you, uh, you come say hi. I'd love to take a picture. You know, I'd love to do a quick video. You guys know me. I'm a video and social media junkie. So I'd love to, you know, even just talk with you. You guys want to have a beer. You want to go get something, you know, I'm uh, I'm game. Love to just meet as many of you guys as I possibly can. I have one more quick update on the NFT project that we are doing. Pretty much have everything set that's been pushed back a little bit, but I think we're still going to be mid-July. We're going to do an announcement Thursday or Friday of next week when I get back. Um, But we are looking, let me just make sure I get this date right here. Uh, July 20th right now is the, the date that we have tentatively for the drop of the NFT project. So please remember, this is totally free. I'm not making any money off of this, right? Other than if there's maybe a secondary sale, which I don't think there's going to be too many of them. If I'm adding enough value, hopefully there's not, but it will be totally free. All you'll do is pay for gas. It will be the same token for everybody. We just, we, we were going to do two tokens, but for it's our first time, one token, um, and it's basically a ton of access to me, to my team, uh, helping you you guys out. Special AMAs just for you. Um, we're going to bring special guests on just for you. Access to me for any questions. There's an emergency. Like if anything's going to hell in a handbasket, you can call me even if it's Sunday at, at three in the morning. I'll, <laughs> I'll answer. We'll have a special line. So I'll see that on my phone. So just I think some things like that to add in, in some gear, right? Some sweatshirts and hoodies and things like that as well. So, again, it's free. Anybody who owns the NFT kind of just becomes part of the special club, right? The advice from a call center geek access token. And as we go on, I think we're going to keep adding more and more utility as we kind of get better at it too. Cause this is kind of something new for us as well, but, but kind of excited. All right. Dustin's got a question. Have you seen or experienced the adoption of sales enablement functions in addition to training departments and many companies? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, when you talk about sales enablement functions, I mean, there's a lot of different tools that we're using that a lot of other customers that we've seen are using. I mean, even the people that we've had on, you know, even from an agent assist, I think that could be one of the biggest you know, sales functions um, or at least tools as well. Um, that can, that can come that that's come in the, in the past, you know, I don't know, five to seven years. Um, I think that, you know, from, from the aspect of, you know, the training, and I'm, I'm trying to just make sure I'm, I'm hitting your question from a, a training area, you know, most everyone needs to have some of that, right? Everything that we do, even on the customer experience side, there's always some type of cross-sell, upsell, right? So we're always thinking that through in our head. Almost every client that we have, not only are we doing service, but we need to have our reps, you know, either with the tools Right or making sure that they are trained and understand closing signals, understanding uh, when to go after certain specific sales. So I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. Um, you know, if you're looking for specific tools that, I mean, I, there's a ton of tools that that you know I have seen that are really cool. Uh, but even from you know the the training aspect, making sure that you know you kind of cover everything. Like we do fear training, so. We have 35 hours of Expedia training before, if you're a new hire, before you go on to um, to a client train. And one of the things we do is if this is new to you, whether you're calling, you know, taking inbound calls or maybe you're making, you know, outbound um, service calls or, you know, doing something like that, there's always a, 
a bit of fear, right? It's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of what if I get a jerk on the other end of the line? Uh, what if I don't know where to go? Like all these things play into your head. And so, especially on the outbound side, I think that's a, or I should say more on the sales side and the sales type programs, right? Because with any type of sales, you're, you have to deal with rejection. Some, for some people, they don't give, they could care a lot. Like everybody's got them, right? We all have like those, those couple reps that are like, I could care less if I get told no 400 times, I'm going after that next one, right? Those are the great, you know, those, those hardcore salespeople, but a lot of people that's not natural to them. Right. So, you know, to, to really train that in, I think is important. And then to give them the tools, right. Especially from an analytics standpoint, from an AI standpoint, um, of to guide them on on what sales or what to go after or what to pitch or this customer is is leaning towards doing this, I think is a really, really important thing that we're starting to see. And I think that, you know, agent assist, I see as a big piece of the economic downturn. Like I think that companies are going to want that more because it, I think it's a huge, especially on a sales type program, um, I think that's a huge tool. Right. And I think it can make sure, you know, the other the other uh, company, Actify, that I had on the podcast. And I think that a company like that is going to do some really cool things during an economic downturn. And basically what they do is they take all your all the sale or all of the customers that really you kind of couldn't get a hold of. You know, nothing really happened with them, but you have, you know, all the TCPA opt in data on. And they basically create campaigns that will do SMS texting right? Emails, but mostly SMS to kind of go out, have bots and have AI that's trying to generate, make them warm again so that they come back into your contact center. And then your sales guys can either take the inbound call. A lot of it's inbound or they make an outbound call to them, but they actually generate back inbound leads. So really cool company on that from the, from the sales aspect. So again, I think hopefully I answered that, right? Hopefully covering a couple tools, also some of the sales and, and some of the training aspects that, you know, we see, um, but yeah, I mean, no matter what, you're always selling, right? You're always selling. So again, I hope I, hope I answered you, Dustin. Thanks for, thanks for the question. But yeah, it's been interesting. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of, you know, and, and maybe it is the, you know, I, I, I guess I never put two and two together until now we've seen a lot of win back campaigns, right? So, you know, instead of customers that are trying to go lead gen and spend money on new customers, you know, really trying to, to work through. Um, win back campaigns and trying to get customers that that, that didn't sell um, or they didn't do the next step with them and trying to get them back on the books because you don't need to lead gen them. You already have, you already paid for it. All you're paying for is this kind of secondary marketing that you would have done anyway, if you're trying to get, you know, another lead in the door. So, I mean, that's some of the stuff that, you know, I'm thinking through, you know, even outside of just the stuff that I'm doing in my call center, you know, for if an economy kind of when it kind of goes down from an efficiency standpoint, but trying to think those like right there, like that's a note. That's something I want to I will definitely talk about um, with even the type of campaigns and some of the things that I think that you you can do in your contact center um, from the sales aspect uh, that, you know, maybe cost less money because you don't have the budget because maybe the stock price of the company that you're working for is going down. Right. You know, we saw that when when I was working for, you know, Bank of America and Citibank and Chase and G Capital, it was 2008 and Bank of America stock goes to like two, right? You know, marketing and the customer experience side really took a hit, right? Because they're just, they're trying to block and tackle. I keep using blocking and tackling, but, you know, they're trying to just keep the bank together at that point. 
So <clears throat> a lot of offshoring happened, right? USA guys got got beat up. So that's why it, you got to be careful again as a BPO where you are. And we tried not to make that mistake. And luckily, I don't think we have made that mistake with Expedia as we have, you know, healthcare, financial services, retail, tech. We're really trying to just kind of span a lot of the insurance, uh, a lot of the different channels to make sure that, you know, during this type, we're here to support instead of you know, <laughs> taking a beating ourselves because that's no fun, right? It's no fun for, for anybody. So again, let me know, guys, if you have any questions. I'm getting a couple things on LinkedIn. Let me uh, let me check my email here. Make sure I didn't skip anybody or miss anybody. Again, I appreciate you know the questions that that you guys have. Again, I think I covered most of the stuff that I just I see right now in my in my messages in my email. You know, talking about some of the economic stuff, talking about analytics. I'd love to know if again, hit me up if any of you guys are going to be at CCW. I got plenty of time. That's all I'm going to be doing is trying to meet meet you guys. So T Laird at Expedia.net. Let me see if I can uh, do a quick banner here with that. I'm getting better at this. You know what? I'm going to scroll this on the bottom of the screen. Oh, maybe maybe I'm not. Let's try that. Look at that. <laughs> All right, my email, anybody who's going to be at CCW, hit me up. Oh, look at that. I'm getting really good at this thing. Yeah, Robert Wilson's talking about it again. I I don't really want to, other than if you've been on the podcast, Rob Wilson, you guys, if you want to hit him up, um, he's got, a, he knows about an SMS marketing that does conversational AI. Yeah, I, just, I don't want to talk about it. anybody I don't know about on the podcast, but I appreciate that. I think I just probably did that earlier, which I probably shouldn't have. But again, I appreciate that. There's a lot of really cool tools out there, especially on the, you know, we talk about conversational AI. I'm still, I haven't seen it. You know, we can talk about it. I can get into arguments about that a lot. Bots, and I think that there's a place for them. Uh, but we're not at the point where, you know, even talking to, the last podcast, I love this, you know, when Ashish from, from level AI talked about, it's really, really easy, right. To, to listen and find negative sentiment. Right. And I think I got, wait, hold on. Let me, let me make sure I got that right. Yes. Pa- I'm sorry. Positive sentiment is very easy. Negative can be very difficult, right? Because we can say things um, that are sarcastic, right? That can be viewed as positive when they're really negative or negative when they're really positive. So there's some there's some human natural language understanding nuance, right? That we really struggle with, um, that AI really struggles with. So when you when you somebody's coming to me with conversational AI, um, normally I'm a little skeptical on what that means. Um, I've never had a really good conversation with a bot other than if I needed something specific. And I think that's the use case. Hey, will you change my password? Here's my data. And they do it for me. Perfect. Love it. Um, if I'm going to have a, you know, 10 minute conversation on, you know, this specific tool or this piece of software that doesn't work and it's giving me this error message and it only happens on the third page of the website. I don't want to have that conversation with, with, with a robot yet. Not saying it's not going to happen. Google's—they just said uh, they got a a sentient uh, AI 
software person, non-person. Uh, so who knows where this thing's going? Um, but I just, you know, I, I when I even walked last CCW, I walked the entire room. I talked to almost every AI booth I could go to. I asked them what their definition of AI was. And, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, Mark Bernstein from Balto and Ashish Dagar from Level AI, they they had a really good, succinct definition of it, right? But so many other people, well, how they're saying AI is basically, well, we're just kind of pulling things out of data. And, and maybe there's some AI to that. Um, but it's nothing that I think is such an earth-shattering thing that, you know, we need to, to be calling it that. Um, so that's where my skepticism still comes into play. But, you know, I'm going to go with an open mind again. And again, I think six months in an AI world is is a huge, there could be huge differences, right, from December to what's going on, you know, here in June. I mean, that's how fast things are moving. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm a clean slate, walk in there. I'll let you guys know what I feel. Um, I could be right, I could be wrong. All right, I hope I'm wrong. Like, I'd love to see some of this stuff really, really kind of play out. I mean, I'm working on Expedia Digital, right, where we're looking at, you know, Web3 NFT projects, um, servicing them. Trying to get as uh, trying to get bots that are listening into Discord um, to pull specific things that we find could be offensive or um, are questions that that community holders may have for NFT projects. So again, I want to see that technology get really, really good. I just I don't I don't feel like it's there yet. And again, I'm going to get off my AI soapbox before you guys hit me or send me something nasty or I lose every sponsor that I've ever had for the podcast and no one ever wants to talk to me again. Uh, but just trying to be, uh, just trying to be real. All right. Anything else guys and anything, uh, that's been kind of bothering you, any agent issues that you've been having, any management training issues, um, questions about staffing. I, you know, just had a long conversation with, um, a, a follower, a brand new follower about, you know, benchmarking KPIs, um, which is another conversation that always gets into, you know, huge arguments or, or people disagreeing with me. So I'm totally fine with that. If we, if we want to have that, uh, you know, that discussion again, but there's a, you know, there's a lot that uh, I don't know, maybe I believe in. And I love like when you guys push back, I think I always try to respond. I know I, I had a couple LinkedIn things this week where people talked about, like if somebody pushes back on me, I, I never, I never respond. I, that's not intentional. I, I just don't see it then. Um, I think the best conversations I'm trying, I always am respectful. I know sometimes don't get that back in return. Um, but I try to be respectful, try to at least, uh, you know, kind of get your opinion as, as much as I possibly can. But, you know, there's just some things that I, I do know a lot about the space, right. And I know a lot about the technology aspect and the actual running and things that have worked for me, things that have not worked for me. So, you know, again, I'm not right all the time, but I think that, you know, there's there's some aspects of things that I kind of use as as kind of Bible. Um, so I think that's that's kind of the, you know, the the most important thing that 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 I've seen. So my wife is home now from her uh, from her trip, her, her week off. So may end this early. So if anybody has any last second questions, well, before I go say hi. If not, maybe I will, you know, do a pop-up too at, at Call Center Week, maybe Monday or Tuesday next week in Vegas, and, and we can do a quick one. But other than that, guys, I'm going to wrap this early. Good talking, everybody. Hope I can see a bunch of you 
Remember, I'll be out there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. See you guys uh, hopefully next week.